Hello, and welcome to the Belmont Story Project. My name is Nancy McComb, and I'm a librarian here at the Belmont Public Library. Today is March 16, 2018, and I'm conducting this interview in the Claflin Room at the library. I'm speaking with Becca Peasy, who is a longtime Belmont resident and an elite athlete who recently won her second world marathon. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Before we jump into the World Marathon, uh, I think there are probably a lot of people listening who've never run a marathon. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you can say a little bit about what that experience is like just from, you know, the starting line to the finish. You know, what's it like to run a marathon? The prep going into it, it's a lot of hard work. I, I always, I, I run several a year. And when you're training for it, you're, getting, you're putting in a good four to five months of real hard work. And then you get to race day, marathon day, and it's so awesome and exciting and adrenaline's pumping and you're at the start of the Boston Marathon or any marathon, and it's really exciting. And you have it's kind of like planning for a party. You've worked all four or five months of hard work and now you're ready to just have an awesome day. And okay. crossing the finish line of any marathon, there's nothing in the world like it. It's, it's, my, it's so fun for me, it never gets old, and I really love the way it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. So, um, so as I said, a lot of people probably haven't run a marathon. Mm -hmm. um, this world marathon is seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. Uh -huh. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about what, or a lot about what, what's that like compared to maybe a regular marathon? Or I love to travel and I love to to run and I love the ultimate test of endurance and strength. And I thought, if I can just do this, if I can run seven marathons on seven continents in seven days, I will show my daughter, the community, the world, that you can do anything you put your mind to if you believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, it was seven days of very hard work, and the highs were really high and the lows were really low, but what an amazing way to see the world doing what I love. Mm -hmm. And what kind of training goes into doing this, maybe compared to a regular marathon? This is about a year of hard work and as opposed to like four or five months mm -hmm. and just learning how to run tired but not to get hurt, you know, and you're doing yoga, CrossFit, personal training, you're doing, you're studying the courses, you're studying the weather, you're going to be crossing 16 time zones, so um, it takes a tremendous amount of focus and hard work over the year. Okay. What was this year's course like? Like what was the toughest marathon out of the seven? The hardest for me is always Antarctica because it's so cold and intimidating. So every time I touch down in Antarctica, it's so exciting because I'm like, I'm in Antarctica, this is really cool, I'm really, and then I gotta focus and, and put a lot of effort into working very hard for four hours, four-ish hours, and um, you kind of feel like you're going nowhere fast because you can't get a great grip on on a glacier in mm -hmm. Antarctica. So you you kind of feel like you're working, and you just have to save your energy for the next six after that. But I always feel so fortunate to be in Antarctica because it's it's the really amazing place. Mm -hmm. But it does intimidate me, and every time we leave Antarctica, I feel so happy to be leaving Antarctica. Right. Is it tougher physically in Antarctica or mentally? Both. It's it it's. Like you know, when I'm not when I'm not struggling physically, I'm like, man, it's really cool out here. The, or the wind is really, and then when the wind's not bothering me, I'm like, I feel like I'm working really hard for this marathon. You know, so um, there's no spectators. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Nothing. Just a glacier. Right. So it's just a very uniform yeah. kind of landscape yeah. that you're it, looking at. Yeah, and you're running on a glacier, and sometimes the glacier is cracking. The ice is cracking, and it's really scary, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. And then um, I guess the other end, what was kind of the easiest relatively or best day of, I, of all the courses? I always love Australia. This is my second time running the 777. Australia is so amazing. The people are so friendly. The location is absolutely beautiful. We were in Perth, Australia, and people were holding signs for us. And um, it's one of my favorite locations, just between the, everyone being so friendly and the course always being nice. And um, it's one of my favorites. Do the spectators kind of help? Yeah, they help me. And, you know, they. my daughter's 10 years old, and they say, do it for Taylor. And how do I – I can't believe that they knew that I had a daughter, Taylor. And mm-hmm. the fact that they just learned enough to know that I had a daughter, Taylor, and that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And they would cheer us on the whole way. And a lot of the, all of the courses were circles or out and backs, mm-hmm. so they could just see you many times. Okay. And how do you prepare remotely for – you said you kind of prepare – study the course or study the terrain. Yeah. Are you looking at Google Maps, or do you get, like, a – a text description of we, the courses? No, we, we know where we're running. So it would be like saying, okay, you're going to be running on the Charles River, and I'll Google the Charles River, and mm-hmm. I'll know, okay, so it looks to be like, yeah, exactly like Google. Like, it looks to be like we're going to be running on concrete or, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of like what I do. And what is the footing going to be like and making sure that I have the right sneakers. And mm-hmm. When you're, you, you know, I imagine you think ahead to strategy for the races. Yeah. Do you rely on yourself for that, or do you have a coaching person or team um, actually, that helps you with that? I have a GPS in, in my Garmin watch. I set my virtual partner to run a certain pace and I just kind of check in because I am extremely fatigued especially as the 777s keep going on I'm more fatigued and I'm like am I overworking? Am I not working hard enough? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to check in with my watch and it says you are a minute and 11 seconds behind or two minutes ahead and then I'm like okay it takes kind of the thinking out of it. Mm-hmm. You know you're in the ballpark yeah, of where, right, you of where I want to be or yeah. not. Right. How do you decide where you want to be? Um, I figured I'm about a 3.30 marathoner, and so I thought if I can add a half hour to each marathon, this will be a lot more like running every day. Like Rather than racing marathons, this would be like a, a, ver- a long run every day on each continent. Mm-hmm. How many miles in a day do you put in, like, tw- you know, kind of right before this this whole thing are you putting in about 20 miles or 10 to 20 yeah. miles a day so um when i was at my peak training i was doing 100 miles a week when i wasn't i was doing 70 70 to 100 miles a week at all hours of the day eight in the morning five in the morning eight at night mm-hmm. wow. i'm curious so this is the second time that you've not only completed but you've you've won mm-hmm. um can you describe sort of um you know, how the two times running this were similar and how they were different? The first time was the fear of the unknown. You know, I had never even run another marathon in another continent. So I thought that that was harder than I, the foods are different, the locations are way different. Um, You can't really read signs that aren't in English. So you don't know what they mean. And so there's the fear of the unknown going into it the first time. The second time, I had a lot of pressure on me because people were like, well, well, you did it before. But yeah, I did it before. But um, knowing that my body was going to break down probably at some point was really scary for me. Thinking like, okay, my body's going to break down at some point and I just have to fight through that pain. That pain is so much, you're in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I it was very fortunate to team up with TB12s, Tom Brady's company, and get training through them. And I crossed the finish line without an injury. Wow. Yeah, so I felt very lucky. Yep. So um, the, the TB training, just for people who are listening, is that um, something you found or they found you? Um, I found them through through a real good friend of mine, um, and and 
they said, come on out. We'd, we'd love to make you a peak performer and we can document your training. And they put it online and um, they made a video, which was really helpful. And what I really loved about them is they just gave me the confidence that I needed. And, and we did a lot of pliability, which is stretching. And then they gave me a vibrating foam roller, which was awesome. And I took that with me on all seven continents and having they showed up in the finish line to cheer me on. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice to have their support there. And to finish without an injury, like to see the different people, different people and their injuries, what they had, I felt so lucky. So that, that played a huge role in helping me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was great. Great. And I was curious, um, you know, you say you kind of had the more pressure on you the second time yeah. and you, was it a, was it more intimidating in the sense that you you kind of knew what was coming this time, whereas the first time maybe yeah. you were not quite knowing? And it was a lot like running your second 5K or second marathon. You're like, okay, well, yeah, I've done it before. I have done it before. I think I would prefer going into it a second time than – I mean, I saw some serious fear in, in mm-hmm. some of the runners' eyes because it's scary. It's very scary, and you don't know what to expect. So um, – but I actually enjoyed it more the second time mm-hmm. because – because I had done it before and it was like running my second marathon kind of all over again it was like okay I can and but then with the help of TB12 I thought okay I can do this but with your help I can do it better mm-hmm. and I broke the world record which I was really happy about so um so that was worth it you yeah. know and but this was a very last minute decision to run this I decided five weeks prior that I would run it but I was coming off of 10 marathons over the year mm-hmm. so I said you are as fit as you could maybe have ever been in your life mm-hmm. maybe you're not as fast as 2016 when you were training to be fast but um it actually worked out in my favor because I thought with 10 marathons two in other countries mm-hmm. so you're, you're used to flying and running and mm-hmm. um that helped out a lot yeah I'm curious about the atmosphere among the runners you know is that I don't know if that's been consistent between the two times you've run it but can you just describe what it's like is yeah it- you're going through a lot together I'm really t- probably too competitive I, I my only focus is to win it and I don't care it but when you meet the people and the runners from all over the world, it's so, you're gonna form this special bond because you're going through a lot together. So um, I was fortunate enough to have Dave McGilvery, the race director of the Boston Marathon running this year. And it was so awesome having him there because he was, you know, he was true Boston grit, you know, and I thought we're gonna get through this no matter what it takes, you know, and it's kind of understood. And when you are going through a hard time Everyone rallies for you. Yeah, come on, you got to stay focused. And it's not like, oh yes, this person's hurt. That means I'm going to beat them. You know, it's it's actually opposite. And we we have this special bond, and we've we're really close, and we're really supportive of each other, and it's really awesome. So it's it's more cooperative. Yeah, there were no problems. Yeah, yeah, you really you really just kind of stay in your lane, and yeah. and everyone kind of gets yeah. along really well. Right. So is there a team there to kind of help the runners, you know, between the races and yeah. getting you from A to B? How the race director, like? Richard Donovan, he's from Ireland. He does a phenomenal job at getting us, you know, when we show up to a location, there's a team of people waiting waiting for us. They're on the course. They're the race directors of the course. They sort of, you know, they're, they're making sure that they have big bus, big like VIP bus picks us up and takes us to mm-hmm. where we are. And yeah, it's pretty awesome to, mm-hmm. to, you know, that this is so well organized and everything. You just have to show up and run mm-hmm. tons of food, tons of, you know, we slept on, we, we took a VIP chartered plane, which was absolutely beautiful and slept on planes and it was really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's good. Yeah. And, um, I'm curious, do you, you get, I assume you get more tired as every single day goes on. But do you, how do you get through that part of it? Um, the location, you, you get to say, this is really awesome. I'm in Dubai. This is really cool. So it is an incredible um, distraction. 
Uh, and that's what and that's what I lo- liked about it the most was I was like, this is really beautiful. I really think this location is awesome. Lisbon, Europe, Cartagena, Colombia. Um, so, and you just have to keep your guard up. You can't think anything negatively. If you if when you start to think like, oh, I really miss my daughter, or I really then you kind of just kind of go down into that little hole and you mm-hmm. just have to stay positive. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this. There's four hours in a, 24 hours in a day, four of it's going to be running, and then I have the rest of the day to myself. So yeah. it's you just do whatever it takes to get you through it. Gotcha. Um, and I know in the first time that you ran it, you did have that, that injury. Yeah. Um, which you powered through amazingly. Yeah. Um, this time you didn't get injured, Was but did you have other challenges this time that were maybe different from the first one? What I, I had somebody that was way faster than me on paper and I just had to figure out how to beat her and that was and that was um definitely challenge my that was a lot of pressure because the first time I really didn't have anybody on my tail second time I it was like it's so important for me to win this so having the pressure of somebody faster was a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. you know but she was she's great she's a great runner she's a great person and um that that was yeah Megan Newcomer she's she's as professional as you can you know she's just a great person and athlete Mm -hmm. and um but I, I wanted to win. You know, it was important for me to win. And mm-hmm. so, and then missing my daughter. I really missed my daughter this time. Having her at the finish line, she ran me in the last 100 yards. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a big deal for me. So yeah. um, I, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Gotcha. Um, so I, I had looked at the women's results. It looks like you, going back to Megan, it looks like you beat her pretty well every every marathon except Cartagena. Cartagena, I got lost. I don't know what happened. I just... It was like kind of like running through Harvard Square on a Friday night. It yeah. was so congested, so busy. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened, and I think we just kind of threw that one away. We kind of just. Yeah. I was. It was like two in the morning or really late in the night or whatever time. It was like really, really late at night. And I thought, I, I don't even because she didn't have a GPS Garmin. Mm-hmm. I ran with a Garmin, and I, I don't. And I had a horrible race, anyways. The guy was lost and okay. ran an extra little bit and. Um, I thought, just throw this away and bury it in Miami. Okay. Your daughter and family are going to be at the finish line, lining the course, and yeah. do whatever it takes yeah. to win. But but I had enough of a lead that I could literally have run it in like six hours and still no. won. But I thought, it's never over till it's over because I had that calf. I was so scared my calf would like lock up or blow mm-hmm. that I just kind of was holding back. But my fastest was Miami, I think. Yeah, I was going to ask you because um, it looks like you did. You still won yeah. by a fair margin. Yeah. Um, but was there, when was the point where you sort of knew you had it clenched? Um, mile seven, not even till, not mile seven when she was just running on my back the whole, because if she had won the whole race, she would have gotten from Antarctica to, um, there were two, two, two ways to win. Oh, you okay. run fastest person that makes it from Antarctica to yep. Miami, yep. um, which was the six days. 58 minutes and 17 seconds or something which is the record I have mm-hmm. um and then I got um and then there's the fastest overall time I really wanted the fastest overall time but um was le- I already have that so I was happy to get this record too okay. and hang on to it for a little while I hope yep. <laughs> yeah so sticking with running a little bit what is it you love about running I, I assume you kind of have to love it to I do it as much as you do. I love to run. I love the way that it's taking, I'm running a marathon in all 50 states and I love that it's taking me around the U.S. and I've been to Mount Rushmore and Vegas and all these places that I typically probably wouldn't have gone, you know, and um, 
Hawaii and Alaska and I it's been so much fun so I go with my husband and we travel and we go and then run the race and then I have the rest of the time to explore which is only typically I leave on a Friday and come home on a Sunday so I don't even have that much time to even but when I go to Alaska and Hawaii I go a little bit longer mm-hmm. so um, I, ju- I love to travel I love to explore on my feet mm-hmm. where are you in that goal of the 50 um, states 33 you know? states in so yeah. I'll be running um, the Boston Marathon in April, which will be my 18th Boston Marathon, and then Vermont in May, and in June, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then I have Idaho. Like I've done all of New England, and then I have done all of the West Coast, mm-hmm. and now it's like no- everything in between. Wow. Yeah. Um, is your whole family very athletic? I'm just curious. My dad was a runner, so he loves to run and still runs to this day. Um, my brother played soccer, and then my two sisters have run about 15 marathons between the two of them so it's so, a running family yeah and then my mom doesn't run she goes to yoga and yeah. the gym and doesn't run gotcha yeah my brother doesn't run either all right um so you've said you're running the boston marathon this year mm-hmm. what's the boston marathon like for you you know kind of on your home home territory it's, and it's one 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 instead yeah, of seven 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 it's so. that's why i say home course advantage you know i really love being i cover a ton of the course in my training just because i love to do it and i know it like the back of my hand i've run every part of it um in training and then of course in the marathons and i it's such a f- great day for our city you know it's patriots day and you're at the start of the boston marathon and it's so exciting mm-hmm. it's just one big party for the day of city of boston and um, such an honor to be there every single year and I've teamed up with the John Hancock um, and it's great to watch them um, those runners they have about 200 400 runners and um, and it's great to cheer them on and run and cheer them on and we all go to the Red Sox game together and it's really fun it's, it's my favorite day of the year more better than my birthday better than anything it's I love being <laughs> at the Boston Marathon that's um, my sister comes and runs with me. she runs it every year so you have a, some company yeah, for this yeah. one um, so it might be a silly question, but is it easy to run the Boston Marathon, you know, in comparison to all the others that you do or all the, the big the big World Marathon challenges? The, the hardest thing I've ever done was the 777. That's, that's okay. probably going to be, like, the hardest. And yeah. um, the locations were either – it was either zero degrees or most of them were, like, 85 degrees. So that was really hard. The thing about the Boston Marathon is – Come Patriots Day, you never know what you're going to get for weather. It can be really hot or really cold. So you kind of stress about that a little bit. Um, But it's more exciting. I feel like the Boston Marathon, if you've qualified or if you raised your money, however, whatever Mm -hmm. it takes, you know, you're running for charity or you're qualified or maybe you've done both, um, you feel like it's this big reward to be there. Mm -hmm. So I have more pressure when I'm going for a qualifier in a non-Boston marathon when I'm running a marathon because it's so stressful and all I can think about is qualifying for Boston and this is like okay I've you know I'm here to have fun Mm -hmm. you know it's very hard to race the Boston marathon because of the hills and Mm -hmm. the congestion how many people run it but I really really love it I'm wondering who is your inspiration my dad's my biggest inspiration and I always tell him about my crazy dreams and he believes in me and follows me and you know he, he really and, and my mom to both my parents but my mom got me into running and you know my mom will say don't do that that's that's crazy don't, don't, you know I don't think you should do it and, my, and I think my dad has the same feelings but then you know push knows that I'm gonna do it and mm-hmm. supports me and mm-hmm. um, but I'm very fortunate to have my parents they're they're just 
they are huge fans of mine and really supportive of my dreams and if if they just said we don't think this is this is just no then then I wouldn't do it same mm-hmm. with my daughter you know my daughter is my biggest inspiration my number one fan and if she wasn't fully on board for my big dreams because I have big dreams I wouldn't do it so mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate to have them believing in me and mm-hmm. telling me that it's okay to go for it mm-hmm. um, and you say you have dreams are you talking about running dreams or big dreams yeah to, to break records and you know big my big running dreams and you know, I own a daycare in Belmont. I manage Muzi's Ice Cream Shop, and I, I'm very fortunate to be able to do what I love. I mm-hmm. love to run. I love to raise my family. I love to um, my daycare, and so I feel like I'm living the dream that I want to be living. Terrific. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I have seen uh, you quoted in the, the local Belmont Citizen Herald saying, I'm so fortunate to be a Belmontonian. Can you speak to what this community means to you? This community means so much to me. You know, I thought they're, they have been there for me since I've been in my Belmont for 38 years, you know, my pretty much my entire life. And um, I've gone through the school systems. I've seen the love through the teachers and the community. And when I when I finished the 2016 in this town through this massive parade for me, it was so humbling. I thought, I am so lucky to be from a town that cares so much about me. And I thought, how can I give back to this community? We should have a 5K. So I went down to Belmont Savings Bank and they're like, who threw the parade for me? And they were like, we would be happy to, to help you out with this. And um, third annual Becca PSC 5K is April 29th. And we gave three scholarships to graduating seniors. And Belmont Boosters is such a huge role in this and they take the a lot of the the funds and um put it into the high school so it's awesome and i just don't know that i would have this support anywhere else you know and i feel so lucky to be able to give back to the community the best way i know how you know and i get to coach my daughter's soccer team second soccer where i played second soccer Mm -hmm. and um i i would never i just love it here so much belmont I, i just feel like it there's this is my home you know I've heard you say at times um, that it's important to you to be a role model to your daughter. Um, can you say why that's so important to you? Yeah, it's so important because I feel like she can she can grow up and, and be anything she wants to be. You know, and it's kind of funny that she doesn't like to run because I'm like at her gymnastics meet with my family and have no idea what what is. Go- I give all everything she does a ten. I'm like that looks like a ten, and I don't. But she has found her sport, and and she watches me believing in myself and dreaming big and she she has taken that you know she's doing so well in school she's doing so well in gymnastics and her friends will come up to her and say um your mom inspired me to run today or to do you know and that means the world to me that when her friends can say I did this because of your mom you know and she comes in and she's in 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 the Wellington where I also went to school and she'll say mom I got to be principal for the day and I got to tell the school that you finished strong or I got you know and um I've seen her confidence just burst so it's been so great I mean she's doing so so well and um it's it's great to see her grow up and kind of she kind of reminds me of me you know except for she doesn't like to run but she's in gymnastics and she works so hard she goes from like 5 p.m to 8 p.m and watching her do her sport just reminds me I I used to be going to the track in in Lexington really young age like I think I was like 10 and doing what she's doing my mom would drive me over there and sit until I was done with my track workout Mm -hmm. and it was just so awesome. That's great. Do you do you also see yourself as a role model for other girls? I do. I like to when when girls say um, 
you've inspired me or when I get a lot I do a lot of birthday parties for girls and um and watching them you know tell me about whatever they're doing in their lives and it's really awesome or I'll sign a postcard for them and they're like so happy about it and they'll say um I'll see them at the my ice cream shop that I manage and they'll say I saw you know I have your photo on the wall in my room I'm like what that's a dream come true for me for my photo to be on your wall that means the world to me you know so I I'm you, you know I've inspired you I'm your role model and I ran this race and I do what I do to show you know to to inspire people mm-hmm. to do what whether it's go out for a walk run their first 5k be a better mother be a better father you know whatever it is to inspire in any way when I do motivational speaking and a lot of talks, I say, find your world marathon challenge. Find what it is that you are passionate about. Believe in yourself. Dream big. Take chances. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that can apply to anybody. Great. And I guess having won two marathon life or world marathons, how is life different for you? It's so fun. People are like, are you the girl that ran the set? You know, they recognize me and they um, are so good to my family and it means it means the world to me. But I, I'm really, very often am I proud of myself? You know, I, I actually always think, how can I do this better? I can do this better. But I, I'm, at the, I'm proud of myself. You know, I have to say that I'm really proud with, with what I've been given and taken on and done. So, um, who knows? I mean, maybe I'll run it a third time. I, I don't. I would love to if they change the locations. If but um, I feel so fortunate to have won it two times. That I don't know that I can get lucky a third time. But it's nice. I mean, it's great to. It's just such an honor to represent the U.S. and especially the town of Belmont. You know, that's the girl from Belmont that ran this. You know, so people leave me little notes on my car, and you know, <laughs> you just. I just feel so lucky. Terrific. Um, Right. Well, is there anything else? I'm kind of uh, thinking of wrapping up, but is there anything we haven't talked about or asked you that you really want to go into? Or April 4th, if this airs before April, mm-hmm. I'm having, and just to let you know, um, I'm giving my motivational talk for the town of Belmont mm-hmm. at the Belmont High School at, at 7 p.m. It's okay. free, and anybody's welcome to come, and I think that's going to be great to see my slideshow and my motivational talk, and mm-hmm. um, all ages welcome. It'll be a fun event. And then my race is April 29th. So any questions, email me or let me know if you have any questions about the race. And there's a kids fun run, which is a mile, and then a 5K, which kids can also run to if they wanted to, um, and at 9 on the 29th. So it's it's a really fun day for the town. Okay, terrific. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Okay, thanks. You're welcome.